THN is brought to you by Legend Comics and Coffee in Omaha, Nebraska, Listen Nerds Like You, and Floating Bunny head creator Jonathan Sims. Head to Skelenaut.com today to see John's comics, shirts, art prints, and more. That's S-K-E-L-E-N-A-U-T.com. Ah, Yes. Ho, ho, ha, ha. Remember me, old chum? You jolly devil. Wait. Welcome to the do- What? Is this cover to cover or is that the episode? I love you, Jack. All right, I'm just making What is this, your first day? I didn't I didn't see you switch it over to a new one. I'm just Folks, I hate it when sure. you guys stuff like this. Nobody likes it when mommy and daddy fight, but welcome to the Two-Headed Nerd Comic Book Podcast, first and only Facebook talk the show. The only reason they tune in. We call it THN cover to cover. We do it every Saturday, and today is Saturday, September. 7th? 7th? 7th! And here's how it works. Every Saturday from 11 to noon Central Standard Time. Joey, Patrick, and I are talking all things comics and nerd-related, and we do it with you nerds live. You can call us at 402 419-4894, or you can click our Facebook Call Now button if you want to get in on the action. If you can't, you can always just leave a message. Call that same number, leave a message, or you can send an MP3 to twoheadednerd at gmail.com. Before we get started today, Joey Patrick, I need a new question of the week. Shockingly, before the show started, this question has like a God type thing in it, where like, God came to me and said this. So Joe did like a Morgan Freeman voice. And I was like, wasn't there some like weird Me Too shit with Morgan Freeman? And Casey Baum from the other room was like, nope, but he may or may not have raped and killed his granddaughter. And we were like, get out of here. And then Siri was like, she's fucking right. <laughs> uh, look, it's, it's not thing. a laughing matter. It's a very tragic story. But that's a conspiracy cast thing. We're not going into that. So. Yeah, I, I know that it's the seventh because in six days time, we are going to see Hamilton... And everyone's oh, yeah. excited except for you. I'm not not excited. I just like uh, you nerds. I don't know. We'll see, man. Okay, we'll see. That's all I'm saying. Have you ever you, did? Have you listened to it at all? Yeah, it's. I don't know. I mean, maybe seeing it will make me feel better about oh, how fucking dumb the soundtrack is. But oh my god, <laughs> this podcast is canceled. <laughs> Please read the question of the week. This week's question was submitted by Phil Lee via the THN forums. Hey, nerds, I recently had a dream where the god of movies came to me and said in a booming Morgan Freeman voice. (sighs) For the third time, I'm doing this stupid voice. There is a great unbalance in the realms of movies. It's a terrible word. I know. I'm just going (laughs) to I'm just going to stop. I have chosen you, comic nerd, to restore balance. Now you must in turn, choose one title outside the Grand Trinity. That means Marvel, DC, and Image. Yes, it counts. One title outside of those big three companies deserving of translation to uh, the screen. Personally, I'd love to see Jim Starlin's Dread Star writ large stuff Charlie Hunnam into a hooded tunic and press go. That is just the best. God, it's like he was made to play Dreadstar. Alas, I am but the god of movies. Mm. You now have the power. Choose wisely. I think he should have done it as the Watcher more than a god. Yeah, I mean, like God, he'd be like, "There's your fucking movie." There you go. Uh, This is uh, Phil again. It freaked me out, and I feel pressured to have an answer when and if he comes back. But he stole mine right out of my dream. Oh damn! Help! I am open to suggestions. Okay, so you got your question of the week. We got all kinds of stuff to talk about. Titans is back. Titans was back. The DC app, but it's also on something else too, right? Uh, well, I mean, in oh, it's going to be on HBO Plus or whatever, right? Was that it? Uh, the Warner Brothers, whatever streaming app. Well, that was Doom Patrol they were talking about. Oh, you're right, you're right. Um, right now it's on DC Universe in America. Outside the U.S. it's on Netflix. Which is... Yeah. We're punished for being Americans. Thank you. (laughs) Look, it's worth it for the comics. I don't care. But the Titans are back. They moved into Titans Tower. It wasn't shaped like a T. That pissed you off. Uh, well, they didn't show the whole building, so I'm holding out hope. (laughs) That'd be so stupid. (laughs) I want a giant tea. Oh, it'd be so dumb. Uh, Casey Baum says he has never listened to the Hamilton soundtrack ever. It's true. I don't care. You liar. No, I have. I've heard some crap from it. Shut up. I've definitely heard some crap from it. Shut up. I know that I have. All right. Uh, What else? What else? What else? So, uh, I should come up with an answer for this question of the week. You probably should. Uh, I think we're going to allow movies and TV, right? If we have a good idea for TV. Oh, no, he was the god of movies. Yeah, he's the god of movies. So it's got to be a movie. Yeah. 
got to be a movie. Okay. Okay, there's some Marvel stuff going on, too. We've been teased all week with these uh, puzzles, or, like, not puzzles, but... They're teaser images. Teaser images. Uh, the first one was not a puzzle piece, but all of them since then have been, like, framed like puzzle pieces. Right. Like jigsaw puzzle pieces. Gotcha. And the first one was... Oh, no, he was the god of movies. There yeah, he's go. got a movie. So it's got to be a movie. Yeah, Sorry. that sounds infinitely better. I just fixed it. Okay. I think it just wasn't picking up right. All right. Um, the first one was pretty obviously Hulkling, and it said one shall unite them or something like that. So probably some Kree scroll right. stuff going on. They were um, teasing that recently, too. And also, that's probably where we're going in the Marvel Cinematic Universe coming up, right? Kree scroll war? Yeah. That'd be fun. We're going to get into that. I hope so. That they already set great. it up. They already set it up, baby. Well, I mean, they were already at war. Well, but the scrolls are already building that thing, too. I mean, like, it's coming full on. Yes, I agree. Right? Yes, okay. I agree. All right. Do anyway. you want me to say it a third time? Anyway, <laughs> Hulkling's got a sword. Uh, yeah, he had, he's had a sword before. This is not a new development. It just was in a story that very few people read. Um, there, there was one that was like a murder mystery with a bunch of superheroes standing around a dead body in the morgue. Uh, there was... Uh, Who did? We Who don't did? know. I don't know. Sheet cover them. But it was Fantastic Four. Uh, surrounding the body were the Fantastic Four, Iron Man, Captain, Captain Marvel. Marvel uh, I feel like one other character, but a, a group. It was a, a collection of, of peeps. Um, there was one where it was sort of like a chalk outline with some graffitis on it that says two-faced. Separate murder, though. Yeah, this is a, a a third teaser. Okay. Uh, and then there was a fourth one that was Hox and Pox, Xavier, Apocalypse, and Magneto. Uh, and the caption was a deadly alliance. So that's not the the Xavier thing. He's still wearing the helmet. We still don't know if it's him. It's it looks it's the current it's the character currently calling himself Professor X in the X Men title. Yes. Good, good lord. Uh, so we don't know what's going on. My theory is we talked about how. Um, Marvel was going to put out one of those anthology teaser books like they've done in the past that sets up all of the big events for 2020. Point one. I'm betting that that's what this is pointing to because all of these stories seem pretty different. Yeah. Oh, the Master Raider uh, was also teased in one of those. The witch from uh, Marvel Mar Comics 1000. 1000, right. Yeah. So, I don't know. They're doing the whole thing with the mask and like, it's the spirit of America, but like. Nope. Yeah, because they did like, think it was the Kingbreaker and all that stuff and like. That was a whole thing. Remember when they showed like the old Black Knight that went after the mask thing? And, it's not the spirit of America. They were like, it's a piece of eternity. But they were like, one day they will take it to a land where and they will have no kings. And yes, stuff like it that. followed. It followed. It they it originated way back when, right. and it it followed humanity to the Americas, where it was passed down through the generations. It's not the spirit of America. Well, not the spirit of America, but yeah, whatever. Yeah, somebody's coming to get it. Somebody already has it. No, but I mean, like, somebody bad is coming to get it. Oh, well, yeah, I got him. We don't know. Yeah. Ma the Mass Raider is after somebody. We don't know who. He's targeting somebody. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Right. And we don't know who he is. Nope. It's Mystery. Gonna be, it's going to be somebody we know. I would expect it to be somebody it's we know. Otherwise, why know. bother with a mystery? But it's Wyatt Wingfoot. Sure. <laughs> it's Wyatt Wingfoot. <laughs> I hope it's Wyatt Wingfoot. Phone line is open, 402-819-4894. Please, somebody call and save us. This God, is this is just the worst. <laughs> uh, we have voicemails we can play. But also your angle's weird. Your angle's weird, Heather. What no, you, she fi we, you fixed it. Yeah, I fixed it. Thank I, you, Heather. I think it's good. Uh, good. My wife has joined. Hello, wife. Good morning. Um, so we've got Scott Clark has got an answer of the week for a movie. Let's see what he's got for us. Hey, Joe and Matt, this is Scott Clark calling in for question of the week. Uh, the question of the week being, uh, which comic would I like to see adapted into a film that is not from the big three? I guess, um, well, a couple of things come to mind. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing like an animated feature of Bone, Jeff, Jeff Smith's Bone. Totally. Um, I'm, I'm thinking like more 2D. Uh, they could probably ruin it with the 3D, uh, CGI, 3D. Yeah, it'd be like a Peanuts movie. Uh, I, I totally like want that. it. Um, <laughs> I'm also thinking maybe like John Byrne's next men, but uh, for my official pick, um, I would probably think about um, I, we've seen similar movies in tone, at least, if not uh, in story. But I would like to see Miracle Man make it to the screen. Um, we saw Brightburn and it well, did pretty well in the box office. And that, uh, again, wasn't uh, close even close to the story we got but it was 
close in tone I guess. to the story that we I'll got that. in Brightburn. So Miracle Man by Alan Moore. Yeah, totally. That would I think that would track really well in today's environment. Um uh, and actually uh, give us a really good movie um, that we could watch. So that's my answer. Uh, Miracle Man. All right. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Remember when Miracle Man was supposed to be a thing of Marvel again and then it wasn't? <laughs> he did show up in Marvel Comics 1000. He did. He did. He yeah. showed up there. <laughs> yeah. Gaiman and Buckingham were supposed to finish their yeah. final arc and it just kind of Instead, all we did, we just, got some, we just got some reprints. That was it. Did some original issues come out? I don't think so. I don't actually remember. I think we just got reprints. That might be. I would watch a Miracle Man movie. Well, sure. Brightburn was not great. I haven't seen it. It was fine. It was like Evil Superman Kid. Yeah. Yeah. It should have just been an irredeemable prequel. Ooh. Ooh. I see you working there. Bone was my first thought, though. He, he right off the bat, Bone was my first Full instinct. Full 3D Bone. Get John Favreau. Get the Disney crew. Um, I it. think it should be live action. That's what I'm saying. Like Lord of the Rings. Yeah, that's what I'm and saying. And I think that you could do like a Lord of the Rings style bone trilogy. Totally. And make make the bone figures look ridiculous. Everything else is very live action and very cool looking. Yeah, because there's human. It's a, they're in a human world. Yeah, but the bone characters are still yeah. ridiculous white, like cartoony. Oh, that'd be so rad. Oh, yeah, that would be so cool. I'm I'm in. I'm heavy into that. Yeah. Idea. Talking stupid rat things. Oh. Stupid, stupid rat creatures. Oh, I'd love it. <laughs> that would be so good. Uh, there's two <laughs> other voicemails before Scott's. Uh, is the phone line working? 402-819-4894. Well, we just talked to Harvey, so yes. Oh, yeah, we did. Is it on Did Donut we? Disturb? No, it's not on Donut Disturb. I think just everybody would be scared. I don't know. Uh, Sony, once again, said, fuck you, we're taking our Spider-Man and we're going home this week. Sony, yeah. There uh, was a big rumor that the deal was done, and they were being real quiet about the deal. It wasn't so, a rumor. It was. They were like, the deal is done. Uh, talks broke down, the deal is done, and yesterday... The president of Sony was like, that door is closed. Yes. Jesus fucking. Thank you for calling THN cover to cover caller. Who dis? This is Zach Hollowell. Zach Hollowell, thank you for saving this show as usual. We appreciate but, it. You know, yeah, if you call this saving the show, sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Please elevate us with your whatever. Uh, first, as a toy geek, have you seen the Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles two packs that are coming out at GameStop? Yep, and they're gorgeous. They are so cool. They did them super cartoony style. So oh my god! Like I think have I have you to seen, buy them. Uh, they also have recently released uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, like the movie, like the first movie. Actually, yeah, figures. I did see those. And you know, I mean, it's something I was into when I was a kid, but now not so much. But still, yeah, they look amazing. They're pretty rad. And there was a San Diego Comic Con yeah. like exclusive as Raphael dressed as Batman. And he's like smiling and he's like, wow, that's really cool. I got to see these toys. <laughs> they are super I got to cool. see these toys. Oh, man. The Batgirl and Donatello. Yeah. They're totally rad. That's a great Batgirl. That's I think I have pack. to get those. That's the one you need. Oh, what do you want to wrap? These look so fun. Okay. So there's two things I wanted to, to talk about today. Okay. Um, first things I'd like to talk about. Uh, Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen's uh, new gig that they're doing okay. in um, the Dark Crystal. Um, uh, they're wonderful in it. Yeah, they played uh, all the Gelflings. They do look yeah, really okay. good. They yeah. did, they I was wondering really if that's where we were at. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. But uh, the Dark Crystals. I, I I'm savoring it. I'm taking my time. It's wonderful. But I love it so far. It is. I think it's really absolutely great. wonderful. Like my eyes teared up in, oh, the, in the first episode. It's Michelangelo dressed as Batman. Oh, it's Michelangelo. Yeah, that yeah. makes more sense with the smile. Yeah. Oh my God! It the art direction in that show alone. I mean, I don't. Keep in mind, we're gonna get a Lord of the Rings show, and we're gonna get uh, what's the other big fantasy thing that's coming? I can't remember. Oh, a Conan show that are coming. There's no way that they're gonna have art direction like this. This is amazing. Absolutely stunning. The, the thing that I didn't realize until I started watching it, that if I would have thought about it, of course I would have realized, all these Skeksis who in the movie maybe got a line now have backstory. Yeah. Now have their own, like, motivations and attitudes. They're not just scary monsters. They've got, oh, he's after something, or he, here's his angle in the group. Well, they definitely touched on it. So like, great. in the movie, you could see, like, okay, well, that guy's got, you know, that guy's doing this. and that. It was very Game of Thrones, where they all had their own, like, conniving plans, but we didn't know where they came from. 
we were just like, oh, all right. right, you know, that guy's the sneaky one. That guy's the mean one. That guy's the, he's the power grabber or whatever. And now we're seeing all that the come together. Grabber. The power grabber. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what you call it. It was my nickname in high school. I think it's right. You were the power grabber. Yeah. Yeah. Then you got me too. Yeah. Stop making <laughs> jokes like that because they're not funny. <laughs> Uh, I'm glad. I'm glad people are enjoying the new Dark Crystal. Yeah, Joe Patrick does not like the Dark Crystal. I don't Crystal. care for it. Why the fuck are we even friends? I know. I think it's Soul is dead. I don't I, know. Like I, I thought, I was the awful one in this relationship. Wrong. I just never no. got it into it. Out, like I love the Muppets. I'm I, the pony boy like, in this relationship. <laughs> ain't that the truth? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I just, I just never got into it. I didn't like the movie. And so I didn't, I only ever watched it the one time when I was a kid and I just, it you're, was not part of you're my disgusting. You're making people sick upbringing. right now. Okay. You're I'm sorry. Yeah. It's yeah. a technical achievement. It's wonderful. <laughs> I appreciate it for what it is. I, I recognize the talent involved. I don't care. I'm so sorry you were born without heart or soul. It's not, I blame his parents. You should meet his parents. They're monsters. Look, you're talking to the guy that cries when the Superman music comes on. <laughs> I have soul. I might have emotions, okay? Uh, okay, okay. Well, so there's another thing I want to talk about quickly before my time runs out. Okay. Other Netflix news. Masters of the Universe is coming back. Oh, that's yes. right. Uh, Kevin Smith. Run by Kevin, Kevin Smith. Smith. Yeah. yeah, it's producing, but just producing. So you don't have to worry about Masters of the Universe going all dick and fart jokes. Dude, that. fuck that. I want Jason Mewes to take on the role of Mechanic. <laughs> I want Jason Mewes to be a He-Man. <laughs> no, because, dude, Mechanic is just, like, he's just watch out. That's all he can fucking do. And I want to hear Jason Mewes going on some fucking weird tangent about, you know, like, fucking getting weed from Mossman or some shit. <laughs> like, uh, do you think Mossman can just grow weed on his body? Totally. He's not he like swamping, though. On his body. No, no, no. He's just like, he's a plant creature. He's just covered in moss. Yeah, he's a plant creature. Is he a plant creature? Yeah. Or is he, he just covered in moss? Better Mossman is a straight up plant creature. He's like an uh, like a like an elemental type dude. Hmm. But yeah. shit, shit is going to grow on him. Yeah. Like he can, he's so he got could, like, some plant fucking mushrooms. He could pick up weed, hole, stick it. it in his belly button, and it would grow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Do you think weed is legal in Eternia? Totally. You kidding me? Orco, dude. That dude look was high the, all look the fucking who's time. fucking living in Eternia. <laughs> you, you probably got to be high by law to live in fucking Eternia. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right. <laughs> Zach, we oh, got look, some people it's the trying. The guy to... with the big fucking elephant head who squirts water out of his throat. Uh, snout yeah, snout better sprout. Get fucking high. Snout spout. Snout spout. Snout spout. Snout spout. Yeah. Not snout sprout. Snout spout. All right, Zach. We got somebody else desperately trying to get in here, so I'm going to cut you off. Thank you for your call. Sir. All right. Always good to talk. Bye, you, buddy. 402-819-4894. The phone line is open. So maybe that's why Skeletor was so wound up all the time, because he's the one guy that's like, tobacco is wacko. Ah! No, nah, he was a meth head. Oh, yeah. okay. They, sure, were, yeah. they were making meth. He's gone Snake too Mountain. far. Yeah. He's gone too that's far. That's why he's like, ah, he-man, ah, you know? <laughs> he's, all, he's all messed up, as I like to say. <laughs> uh, he's real messed up. <laughs> uh, Heather Oliver said in the chat, my husband told me about a comic book called Mouse Guard that was almost a movie. Yeah, I got canned. It was more than almost a movie. They had test footage for it that looked incredible. Yeah, it was pretty far along it in the process. It looked so cool, and it was full, like, live-action, 3D-rendered mice running around and shit. Like, oh, man, it looked cool. I mean, that's not live-action. No, animation. but I mean, like, they filmed, yeah. and then they stuck them in, you know? It was really cool. Thank you for calling THN Cover to Cover. Caller, who this? JD got a catch. JD. Right. There he is. You should have known with the time delay. I feel like JD dials the phone, throws it 15 feet in front of him, and then runs up. <laughs> <laughs> JD, how are you today? And what would you like to rap about, sir? More importantly. Uh, I'm good. Uh, what are you guys talking about? Uh, we were just talking about all kinds of stuff. We were talking about the Marvel previews stuff that they had shown this week. We were talking about Titans back on the DC app. We were talking about the ongoing uh, divorce between Marvel and Sony and their poor stepchild. Or not stepchild, uh, but I guess the kid that's stuck in the yeah. middle, you know. We were talking about Spider the question Man. of the week. We, uh, Scott Clark had a good answer to the question of the week, which was uh, what comic, what independent comic property, that means no DC, no Marvel, no image. Right. Uh, would you like to right. see adapted into film? And it would be it like story. Start, finish. Like, I don't want it to, like, not something to be better as a TV show. 
Give me something that's an encapsulated story that would work. You don't set the rules. I do. Oh. Yeah, I do. You don't know what's in people's this hearts. This is the only power I have in this oh, world. Okay. Don't take that away from me. I, 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 I've got a great answer for that one, I think. Okay. Uh, I, it's, a series of, it's a series I've talked about before. It was an IDW book, uh, Wild Blue Yonder. Yes. I love Wild Blue, 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 Wild Blue Yonder. <laughs> it's like Tailspin with yeah. guns. Wow, yeah, really yeah, under. totally. And and I think it would be really good. As, Is that where they all lived uh, in like planes and dirigibles and they shit? They lived in planes and flying floating cities yeah. because the earth was fucked. Yeah. Uh, there was too much pollution. Yeah, yeah. And so they had to live above the clouds. That's right. OK. Um, and so it was yeah. just like and constant dogfights. It was like water world in the sky. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And, and they didn't. And they were low on ammunition. So they just threw people at each other. Yeah, right. They had guys with jetpacks that were tethered to these planes. They're just like. Jump over to the enemy plane with a wrench and wreck shit. It <laughs> <laughs> makes sense. Terribly inefficient you, battle. But tactics. you can't like make bullets and shit anymore. I mean, well, I mean, they had like right, so they like, had like whole city complexes. No, but I'm like saying like metal. You're not going to be firing metal at people because you need that to build shit. I mean, like, I suppose it, that's true. It makes yeah. sense. And well, the jetpacks only had what thirty seconds of fuel on them, so they yeah. had to like do short bursts and jump from plane to plane with a with a with a hatchet in your hand. That would be a hell of an action film. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. I love that comic. That's I, a good answer. I can totally get down on that. Howdy, Nate Aguilar. How you is. I, uh, and I think, I think it would actually be kind of cool if it was, uh, animated. If, cause I don't think there's enough good animation for like adults. I totally agree. Yeah. Um, I totally agree. Japan. And after we have seen, yeah, outside of what's going on in Japan, yes. And after yes. seeing Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, it's time yeah. to say, okay, we can do this really good in the States too. Let's get some kick-ass animated shit again. And not just like Disney okay. shit. Nothing against Disney, but I yeah. mean like kick-ass, state-of-the-art animated stuff. Right. Like, so speaking like, of Spider-Verse. Like and heavy metal. The, and, the, and the Sony divorce. Uh because I, I say that's, that's officially that's what it should be called, the Sony divorce. Yes. Um, so I, I was reading, I have a lot of other online discussion forums and stuff have been talking about it. And uh, because Ultimate Spider-Man Miles Morales came out after the deal, does Marvel retain the rights to Miles? I would assume so, but they probably can't call him Spider-Man. Oh God! I would I oh, would God. expect that that's true. Yeah, I, um, I'm sure they I'm sure they have the rights, but I don't think they could say he's Spider Man. I think it's kind of murky. Spider Kid. Yeah. I I think it's kind of a gray area because usually these deals include like families of characters, which is why when mm, uh, Fox has the Fantastic Four, they also have Scrolls. They also have. Galactus, they yeah. also have Silver Surfer, and they also, oh, not Namor. Namor's a whole other crazy thing. But like, what's going on with Namor? Namor, the rights, the film rights to Namor are owned by some, like, I don't even know. Really? Uh, yeah. Why Namor? Uh, I don't know. So someone's like, we want to make a Submariner movie. Yeah, screw the rest of the Marvel Universe, but the Submariner, that's where the story is. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but yeah, submariner? so. The Submariner, submariner yeah. Yes, pardon me. The uh, Submariner. <laughs> yeah, Kevin Feige admits Namor movie rights are complicated. Uh, what? Yeah, yeah. Is this like ROM shit? Well, ROM is a, a, a licensed property. Marvel never owned ROM. Yeah, I suppose that's true. Um. But yeah, Namor, Namor, uh, Namor's rights were sold to Universal years ago, along with several other characters. It doesn't say what other characters. So that's I want to know what other characters. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Marvel just why they couldn't find one entity to buy all of them. I'll never understand. Why would you sell the Hulk to that guy? The X-Men to that guy, yeah. Namor to well, that when guy. They were doing that, Marvel was in huge trouble. Was, I know. They did what like, they did to survive. Yeah, like they were almost bankrupt. Yes, they did go bankrupt. So, uh, yeah. Go ahead, JD. Sorry. Real quick, I wanted to ask, I wanted to ask you guys uh, before my time's up. Uh, so I didn't, get a, I didn't get any feedback or whatever, but I was just curious if either of you guys had read Ruins or even heard of it. Oh, yeah, Ruins. It it's, the, it's Warren Ellis's uh, evil version of Marvel. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it had yeah. the same like cover yeah. treatment with the right. acetate covers. Who painted that? I don't no, know who drew it. Uh, it, was a, it, was it, was, it was a husband wife team. It was painted. Uh, I can't. I can't remember their name. Yeah, it was fully but, painted. Uh, I can't remember who did it. It was very yeah, pretty it was, though, it was and it was good. Painted. 
Uh, I, I didn't actually care for the art. As you heard in my segment, I, I thought it got really muddled, and there were seriously pages. I was just looking for a recognizable panel. Yeah. Um, uh, the artists were they, Therese and Cliff Nielsen. Okay. Uh, and then in issue two, there was a fill-in artist, Christopher Moeller. Um, yeah. Okay. But yeah, Ruins is like super, like a super dark kind of what if, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. It's it's basically you know it, it's the idea that you know <laughs> and the solicit here radiation only gives you cancer. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the thing I find really interesting is if you look up Ruins online, you get. Warren's thing when they came out with the collected edition Warren put on his uh, his morning computer blog he was talking about he says remember it's a comedy <laughs> oh yeah I do remember that <laughs> I do remember that uh, I haven't read it in years but all I remember is like Magneto losing control of his powers right and he gets like smothered by metal something along those lines something uh, like that happens, happens. No, no, yeah no what happens is he has to wear this kind of Faraday cage suit under his jacket and he goes up to talk to somebody and the secret service pushes him and disables it. And he wipes out an airport. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. I think what I had in they, my, they knocked his adult diaper off and he wipes out <laughs> an airport. What I had in my mind was the cover of, uh, I think number two where it's oh, Magneto yeah. and like, there's this huge saw blade and it looks like it's coming at him, but yeah. maybe he's like repulsing yeah. it. I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah, I haven't read it in years, yeah. but uh, uh, there was there was another uh, there was another project sort of similar to this, like a um, like a big name vanity project where it's like a, a, a kind of a darker what if. And it was the last Avengers story by Peter David and Ariel Olivetti. Have you ever read that? Yeah, no, it's something <laughs> I don't okay. remember either. Uh, yeah, I, I think, remember I Next up on my obscure Warren Ellis Marvel list is uh, I'm going to, well, I just finished up with his uh, Ultimate Fantastic Four, which wasn't really obscure. It was really good, though. Uh, but no, I'm going to check out Counter X. Counter X. Counter X was fun. Counter X. You, you know what? You immediately jump into these things, and I don't think you actually remember what Counter you're talking X was about. fun. Counter X is when they did like the alternate Nate Gray, and they did the. Uh, oh, that's when yeah. he, he like yeah. kind of like took over. Yeah, he was the showrunner. It was like him yeah. and Ian Edgington and. Well, Warren Ellis kind of else. oversaw everything. There's a bunch of Brits came in. Uh, Brian Wood yeah. was one of them. Yes. Uh, Ian Eddington. Yes. Uh, um, whoever was Warren Ellis, the writer of X Men. I think he's. Yeah. Star- yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He wrote X Men. Yeah, Steve Scrooge, I yeah. think, was drawing it. No, I think Ariel Olivetti actually drew that run, a part of that run. I can't remember. Yeah, uh, I remember ago. enjoying a lot of Counter X, but I also remember hating some of it. There was some of it um, that totally sucked. Like, let's put X Force in these black bondage suits. Yeah, uh, and like Cable. Who was it was drawing Cable at the time? It was so weird. Igor. Uh, that was something else. Oh no, you're right. That was after. That was when New X Men. Uh, that was Grant Morrison time. Igor Corday was the Igor artist. Igor Corday, yeah. yeah, so weird. Um, yeah, I remember Counter X very well. Uh, it was fun. Yeah, it was an interesting experiment. But then it spun out, and they were like, "All right, forget it." <laughs> I think it was only ever meant to last a short time. Yeah, because uh, most of those books ended after that. Yeah, it was a whole thing. All um, right, JD, I gotta hang up on you. We got other peeps trying to get in here, man. All right, talk to you guys later. Thanks, all buddy. Right. Huh, lied about that. Glad to get rid of that dude, right? <laughs> Jeez, don't get me started. I'm kidding. I love him. I love him. He's an integral part of the THN family. Yes. Uh, Nate Aguilar said they probably got Namor for super cheap back in the day. Yeah. If that cost more than $1,000. Oh, come on. <laughs> well, I'm saying back in the day when they paid for it. We're if talking it, the 90s, though, still. Uh-huh. If yeah. it costs more than $1,000, they overpaid. <laughs> uh, I think that we would be surprised to find yeah, out we're, how little. We're going to get shirtless Asian dude. We're going to put wings on his fucking feet. And yeah. he's going to swim around in Speedo. <laughs> I mean, even though we might be talking about millions of dollars or even high hundreds of thousands, I think we would be t- surprised to find out how little some of these companies, especially Sony and Fox, uh, got away with these characters for. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I think it would be, like, distressing. Jay brings up a point, and it makes me, it really makes me think. Miles Morales. I, my, I'm not a lawyer, my, but my gut would, would say, Whoa, whoa, like, whoa, back up. You're not? Surprise. I'm sorry. <laughs> I've been lying to you this whole time. I am not a lawyer. What the hell? I am also not Morgan Freeman. 
Oh, that's good. Yeah. After what uh, we read about him this morning. <laughs> Oof. Um, but m- my instinct would be that, like, yes, we signed a deal, and yes, Sony gets uh, the Spider-Man family of characters, Venom and all that. Right. Uh, but characters were created after. Yeah. Totally. Like, Miles is a completely different entity. And we had two Quicksilvers for a minute there. Nerds, I am super excited to inform you that we once again have someone dumb enough to sponsor this show. What a fool. His name is Jonathan Sims. I mean, what a great guy. (laughs) You've heard us talk about him. He's the creator of Floating Bunnyhead comic books and the forthcoming official THN t-shirt. We did it, you guys. It's all happening. We did it. You can check out John's shop at Skelenaut.com for Snack Attack, the coloring book. It's got a bunch of food-based monsters. It's gross and it's awesome. Sounds disgusting. Yeah. He's got t-shirts. He's got comics. He's got enamel pins like his brand spanking new raptor tail grab pin, which is available now. It's a cartoon velociraptor with a backwards ball cap doing a tail grab on a skateboard. Holy Holy shit. He's got a magnificent, flowing, lush beard. He sells great art prints, t-shirts. I said that. Beard is not for sale. I said that too. Beard not for sale. (laughs) Step off, you guys. Creepos. Joe Patrick, how do I spell Skelenot? Skelenot is spelled S-K-E-L-E-N-A-U-T-D-O-T-C-O-M. Thank you. Skelenot.com. Appreciate that last part. That was good. Thank you. Thanks, John. We appreciate your sponsorship. Huge thanks. Go throw money at John. He's a great guy. He's throwing money at us. We couldn't appreciate that more. And watch for the upcoming official THN t-shirt news. Oh, my God. Thank you for calling THN Cover to Cover. Caller, who this? Caller, who this? Caller. Brian Domingo. Brian Domingo! <laughs> Caller, who this? <laughs> Sorry, sorry, sorry. That's, no, it's all my, good. The head, my headphone jack is failing every day. Oh, no. Um, what's going on? Not too much. Let me turn you up a little bit. You're quiet today, Brian. Hold on one second. Now talk at me. All right, all right, all right. There we go. Um, That's better. So I was I was actually just doing the dishes and listening to last week's um, uh, cover to cover. Okay. And um, you guys were, you had a voicemail talking about the Fantastic Four and how it's like kind of not great. And like the Invisible Woman book is like not good. It's yeah. not good. And I, and I, I have to like. It sounds so bad. I have to go like, you know, drive by and look at it. You know, to see how <laughs> terrible the car. Stop at a comic shop and look at it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is that the dead guy? Ooh. It's like it's like so bad. I'll I'll Google like Invisible Woman to preview pages because I want to see them. Like yeah. I'll go to you know denofgeek.com or something just sure. to, to peep at the bad art. But I was wondering like. I know that they are like the first family and it's like a really, you know, they're historical and important, but maybe like we just don't need a fantastic four book. Right. All right. Okay. Let's just take it easy. I mean, we've gone years without one. Okay. Both of you. No, no, no. I'm not saying that. I mean, they had been absent already. I'm not fine. Whatever. You're misunderstanding me. I'm not saying I don't want them. I'm I'm saying I miss them and I'm I'm glad they're back. Let's not blame the fantastic four. Is what I was. Okay. I'm just, I'm saying that maybe rather than putting out a book, that you know, from Dan Slott, who is like you know, I almost beat the shit out of both guy. you guys for a second there. Wow, I was like, calm down. I'm, I was ready to start some shit. Calm down. <laughs> I'm I'm not saying that they should cancel them forever. I'm just saying if like, don't publish a book that is going to make people not want to read the book. I, okay, I don't yes, disagree with fair. that. Yes. If you don't, if you're not going to put your best foot forward, why would you even bother? To be fair, Dan Slott's Fantastic Four is not bad. It's just not as good. The Invisible Woman is bad. Invisible Woman is bad. It's straight up bad. Oh, this art is bad. It's terrible. You, it's just the the and I, I apologize. I don't remember who called in with the voicemail, but it was it was kind of like it was Hebrews. It, it, it yeah Hebrews. It just seemed like it doesn't. It's missing something, and it's not clicking, and it's not working, and it's like year two of his of slots run, and it's yeah. just like not there. And it's I don't know. I just feel like. I'm not saying get rid of them forever. And I know there were gaps in the publishing, but like why publish it if it, other than, you know, making basic, you know, base fan level money, right. but it's just, it's just making people bored with them. You know, like it's, I don't, yes. yeah, and, and I, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. Like the return. And, of I mean, the, I, go ahead. No. And I, I just, I feel like if I, and I was trying to think of like a DC example, but I, I just wasn't, um, I don't know. I'm not paying attention to all the stuff right now, but I think Green Arrow like is a good example stuff. right now. Green Arrow is not bad, but Green Arrow is boring. It's there not, is not a Green Arrow is comic it? on the stands right now. Oh no, you're right. 
Green yeah, Arrow no, was but, not but, bad, but it was boring. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> like, I mean, I guess kind of like like Batman Beyond, right? Like, it's coming out. It's but like, I don't know. They're they're to show almost thirty, and they did like a year and a half of the of the book before Rebirth, and now they're at like so. It's been like forty five, almost fifty issues of a of a recent ongoing Batman Beyond, and it's like, does anyone care? Like, what are they? They're just I'm honestly like stunned whenever I'm reminded it's still a thing. <laughs> I mean, there is still recognition for Batman Beyond, but like if you look at the, how those books sell, no, nobody cares. They're not getting ordered. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that DC keeps these characters around, but do they need their own book? Like if you do something in the future, the Justice League jumps in the future and Batman Beyond is there. Cool. I'm into that. That's great. Do I need to read a monthly Batman Beyond? No. And I love the character we'll and I loved the cartoon and I have like a cool Batman Beyond statue. Don't need to read it monthly. I just don't. Yeah. Now, Fantastic Four is something that I want to read monthly, and it is Marvel's first family, and they should be absolutely be putting their best foot forward there. And I'm not saying that Dan, again, I'm not saying Dan Slott is doing a bad job, but I will say Dan Slott is not doing a great job, and he may be better writing a single-person title than he is doing a team, and I think that's part of it because his Iron Man's really good. I like his Iron Man. It's fun. I just I couldn't tell you anything about it. It's fun. Iron Man is fun, but his there's there's something missing in Fantastic Four. Brian, you were gonna say something. Yeah, I I don't know. I just I I'm thinking about the like I it's 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 almost like they have boxed themselves into a corner like the first family, first family, first family, and it's like I don't know, like pull the pull back on the throttle of like why we need the book. And tell us why we need the book by having a good book. That's sure. Fair. You know, yeah, and that and 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 w- like when the book was announced and they were like huge re- relaunch, get ready, it's Dan Slott, and it was like, oh, all right, like sure, like it, it wasn't, a, it didn't make a splash. It was like that sounds reliable. That yes, sounds like right. You know what I safe. mean? It just seems it like safe. it sounds it's safe. Like, like he's not like he's a fine writer. I, I mean, I, I haven't read most of his stuff because I don't I don't really follow Spider-Man. So that was like 10 years of his life that I just was not on his, you know, paying attention to what he was doing. But right. it's like I, I, I feel like if he was a if he was coming onto like Nightwing or like Flash, I'd be like, yeah, all right. Those are books that I like or, you know, try to enjoy. And Nightwing is a struggle. Um, right <laughs> yeah. Now. Nightwing but, um, is a perfect example of a book that is not great right now it's fine but it's well, boring is, and not good <laughs> it's a it's a pretty terrible direction yeah based on a one-page idea that tom king yeah ruined, this the, whole this character. whole amnesia thing is stupid it's way stupid remember he had him shot in the head and then um that was and then they never brought it like they don't even mention him in the batman book no they don't like it never happened like we never saw him again after that right like cool thank you for breaking that toy into a million pieces (laughs) and then then leaving everyone and and disrupting ben percy's run which was kind of going somewhere and like now it's like oh great scott lovedell and dan jurgens like swapping issues like so awesome don't worry because he's going to get his memory back he's going to turn black and he's going to become the new black batman I would, you it's know what? It's going to be sure. amazing. It's, it's better than Team Nightwing. Is, yeah, yeah. The, uh, it's, a, it's such a mess. But yeah. like, but you know, but I, but if if Dan Slott was back for the, you know, Dick Grace is back and this is his thing, I'd say sure, I'll give it a shot. I'm not expecting to be wowed. I'm not expecting to be like, oh my god, that was the that no. this is what sure. this is the fresh sure. start. This it's is a Nightwing like, book. Right. Cool. It's it's like oh cool, he's gonna come and do the Fantastic Four, and you know it's gonna be. Yancey Street and and the kids, you know, ribbing each other and pies in the face and like, oh, you know, it's all it just seems like it seems like a like reruns. And sure. Yes. I yeah. don't know. It, it's like we're running rerun. It, it's like when in the what 70s, when they reran X-Men comics, rerun, reprints monthly just to have right. a book out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, like a decision what, to, the, to this day still baffles me. Five years that went on. Yeah. Super uh, weird. It's cur- but yeah, uh, so Dan Slott is is an example of a writer whose work that I have no problems just letting stack up. Like I would go months and months and months without reading Spider-Man and then I'd sit down and read them all and then I'd be caught up. And I did that all the way through his whole run. And the same thing is happening to me now because there's no urgency. I don't get a new issue of Fantastic Four and a new issue of Iron Man and go, ooh, 
I can't wait to read the new issue of Fantastic Four. I will give you that. But like right at now, at some point, I'll sit down and read six in a row. I'll be like, that was all right. Yeah, like right now, the X books, I first thing I'm reading. Right. Uh, the Bat books, I'm reading those next to see if they piss me off or not. Yeah. You know, and like, <laughs> like there, there are books that I have to read right away. The Superman, kind of like the I'm Superman titles, the X Men titles. I kind of feel like I'm reading Batman the same way I'm watching Monday Night Raw. Where I'm just like, well, let's see how mad this makes me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I like Dan Slott is a writer whose work is fine. I have enjoyed it. I don't have anything against him, but there's nothing special about it. I agree. I agree. Yeah, and Fantastic Four's yeah. return needed to be special, and it wasn't. So there it is. Let's kill him. Well, We're calling uh, over his head. Death threats. Let's make death threats story him on the internet. That's so direction. Coming for you, Dan. That's that, right. You fucked up. <laughs> Now you're going to no. die. <laughs> well, Brian. no, because it's, it's also like it's so unoffensive that it's like, eh, don't delete that. Like, you don't care that much. Yeah, like, no, right, yeah. Not, I not, agree. Not, and that's I'm why I keep saying it's not bad. It's not bad. It's not bad because it isn't bad. But it's also like yeah. I read five issues of the Fantastic Four last weekend. I caught up. I read five issues and I was like, OK, I'm caught up. <laughs> yeah, you know, I didn't yeah, walk right. away from like, fuck yeah, you know, like, right? It, it was fine. It's like, yeah, or like that arc was so good. I, you know, the next arc, I'm that's going to the top of the pile. It's like, right, it's right. It's in like the middle somewhere. When Hickman you get to it, if you get to it, when Hickman was on that book, like there was something about it that was irresistible. Like I had to know what he was going to do next. I had to know what was going on. I was interested in all of the characters, all of them. And it was a huge cast with all of the future foundation and everything. And none of that, none of that is present here. Like they came out with a future foundation comic. Uh, the second issue came out or it's coming out soon. It's, it's hard to read. Like it's, it's <laughs> the story is whatever, but the art is so awful. Yeah. It's like such a terrible mismatch. That it's like I don't want to read this comic. It's Mark Wade, right? No, it's um. I thought it was Mark Wade. No, it's not Mark Wade. Because I kept Jeremy Whitley, who, is the writer. Who is that? Uh, Jeremy Whitley created Princeless. Oh, that's right. Uh, that's right. And he's done some other stuff. But he's also a guy that probably knows, right? Like, what do you do? You're a creator, and I got this idea for this story. Knows what? I'm getting there. Okay. I'm a creator. I've got an idea for this story. We're going to do this thing, check it out. And they're like, great, we're going to pair you up with this penciler. And you look at the art and you go, cool. <laughs> you know? Oh, so you think like Jeremy Whitley got the, got the art and he's like, yes. Uh, okay, yes. Say, he's not an idiot. Thank you for this opportunity. <laughs> right. You know? All right. All right. Yeah. No, it, it is, it is junk work. It's, I got to, no one knows who I am. I have to write this book that is yeah. Yeah. main book adjacent so that, if somebody's going to find some piece of it and like it, and then three years from now, I'll be writing another, another, another Moon Knight book. And Sue Storm know, is a spy. Something like that. Dumb. Yeah. Hate it. All right. Stupid. All right. We've been beating this dead horse. All right. All right. All right. Brian, thank you for your call. Always We're good to talk to you, brother. Get to some voicemails, I think. Yeah. Cool check, guys. Talk all to right. You. Yeah. Have a good one. Okay, so we were sitting here like, oh, man, uh, Miles Morales, Miles Morales. Miles Morales was the star of Into the, the fucking Spider-Verse, which, which is a Spider goddamn Sony movie. Yeah, thank so, you, Harvey Logan. Yeah, they got the fucking rights. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. Do they just have the animated rights? Because uh, that's a thing. Mm, is it, though? Yes, animated rights are a thing. Separate from film rights? Absolutely. All right. That's why you, when you go to Universal Studios, you still have the Marvel Park there, because it's the old animated Universal Marvel cartoons. That's all it is. It's none of the new shit. Mm. I was just there. It's we, based on the cartoons? It's all based on the 90s cartoons. Like the Spider-Man ride that you go on, which is awesome. Super 90s animated Spider-Man. Huh. Like Shriek is there. Weird. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, in regards to that, uh, Thomas Branch says, didn't Fox have the rights to mutant characters that were created in the comics after the agreement was made? If that's true... What a terrible deal to make. Uh, I mean, there were definitely. So mutants. Th do they just have like a blanket agreement that says mutants? I mean, I get because like think about at the end of those movies where you'd see like the one with the was it X3 with the Morlocks? Yeah, sort of where like they started rolling through the credits. And we're like, what? Yeah, it's like that was Omega Red. Callisto? Like, yeah, like that was fucking Callisto. <laughs> right. What? And who was the Marrow was there? But Marrow. We, but it was a dude. No, it was Spike from X-Men Evolution. Oh, it was? The cartoon, yeah. Oh, we were calling him the Boner because he bo shot bones out of his head. The Boner, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for calling THM cover to cover. Caller, who this? Who this? 
damn. This is Nate. Oh, hey, Nate. Oh, hi, Nate. <laughs> it's like, whoa, are we getting death threats? I would just call him for death threats. <laughs> I was telling everybody in the chat uh, how, you guys feel left out. how much we love death threats going out or coming in. We like them both ways. <laughs> What's going on, Nate? What do you want to rap about? Uh, not much. I uh, thought I'd answer the question of the week. Okay. Uh, what you then, got? Uh, talk about some Wheel of Time if you guys are into that. Ooh, Wheel Wheel of Time. Joe Patrick is, right? It's I've a- never read Wheel of Time. Oh, isn't that Terry Pratchett? Oh, Discworld. Really? Oh, Discworld. No. Yeah. That's yeah. uh, Robert Jordan. Robert yeah, Robert Jordan. Jordan. And then somebody uh, took it over after he died, right? He died before the books were all done. Anderson. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I did not know. Anderson, this. a guy out of Lincoln, actually. Oh, wow. Really? Interesting. All right. Yeah, yeah, he lives in Lincoln. I like his writing. I didn't think he finished it the right way, but eh, what are you going to do? But yeah. really excited for the show. Yeah, that's right. Come out. Is that Amazon? Everybody's a fan. Yeah, Amazon's going to. I think, yeah, I think it's Amazon. I yeah. think it's Amazon. I think you're right. Yeah. Answer the question of the week. What you but got? Anyway, Wheel of oh, Time. It's got to be Boris the Bear. Oh, Boris the Bear. <laughs> Boris the Bear. I love I, Boris the Bear so much. <laughs> I want something like Ted, like the movie Ted, except ultra violent. <laughs> yes. I can just balls to the wall. Awesome. Machine guns. Totally. Fur, blood, stuffing, flying everywhere. Okay. So for those of you who don't know, I Boris the Bear was, there was like this time when the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles completely blew up in comics. And this was pre like TMNT cartoons and stuff on TV. They were just yep. kind of blown up in comics and we got all these anthropomorphic you know, like Cerebus was really big at the time. And then we got Boris the bear who was basically <clears> a teddy bear that wore the Punisher shirt and fucking murdered people. <laughs> it was, I, uh, he yeah, didn't wear a Punisher shirt. <laughs> so uh, great. Adolescent radioactive black belt hamster. Yes. Yep. Yes. Uh, uh, gangrene, uh, giant some, gangrene, jujitsu gerbils, something gangrene. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, Boris the bear was published by dark horse, uh, starting in 1986. And I got a, uh, that is way pre new it's not way pre that is way pre ninja turtles cartoons dude mm. that's probably that's pre ninja that turtles was, mo- live action movies even the cartoon yeah, came before, before the movies they, i don't uh, think so separated yes. their oh, yeah. uh, headbands into colors mm-hmm. that was pre they were all wearing red they're all wearing red and th- <clears> that was back when the ninja <throat> turtles were just straight up murderers they were killing folks yeah they were killing people teenage mutant ninja <laughs> turtles debuted the, in december of 1987 so the year after uh yeah yep uh but yeah it was a thing uh, also Cerebus was not inspired by <laughs> no I'm not saying it was uh, no I'm not saying Cerebus was inspired I'm saying Cerebus was around yeah yeah and was big. uh like Cerebus uh, kicked off in the seventies yeah um but yeah there was a time where the comic book stands were flooded with animal characters anthropomorphic and yeah. Boris the Bear man I love that answer yeah, who created Boris the Bear gun. I, th- I think we're ready for it to come back I totally agree <laughs> Boris the Bear uh. Was created by James Dean Smith and Mike Richardson, who is the president and publisher of Dark Horse. Okay, so there you go. Yeah, who's the anyway, voice? That's my answer. Who uh, voices Boris yeah. the bear in the movie? Who's the voice? Is Boris Russian? Is uh-huh. he a Russian bear? No, he was a. Uh, it was like an experiment by the girl's dad who worked for the American government. Oh, I so think. was he a teddy I mean, bear? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Boris was a sentient was just like teddy bear. Just oh, like he's Ted. a robot. Just like Ted. Yeah. Uh, Wikipedia says he's he a is a robot. Bear. Yeah, robotic bear. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, apparently, it's a comedy. <laughs> so I don't know if you go something like gravelly, like yeah, or if you go like Ted's original voice. Nah, in the Ted, Ted movie. I think you'd you have know, to go with somebody like this cutie thing. But I, I, I want somebody super yeah, badass, like somebody tough. Charles Bronson type voice or some <laughs> shit, you know, like something ridiculous, you know, like Vin Diesel from fucking uh, the the movies where, uh, but oh, what was it where you wore the fucking got pitch Point, black, uh, pitch black, yeah, yeah, Chronicles of Riddick, yeah, Riddick. I want like like Tom Riddick. I guess it be that the Beast was sad, you know, or like, shut Dave Batista. <laughs> oh yeah, Dave He's Batista. Yeah, I love him on Twitter. If you follow him, he's a blast. He is a great Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> Not afraid to tell people to fuck off. <laughs> oh, man. All right, Nate. We got to get to these voicemails, man. That's an excellent answer. All right. Have fun, guys. Thanks, buddy. Bye, Nate. <laughs> I uh, loved Boris the Bear. We actually have several voicemails. Jason Sachs tried to call. He was not able to get through. What the hell, Sachs? Uh, well, you always turn the dude into Sturban. I haven't turned it on. That's not true. You're always I'm not riding the fader at all. You're always doing it. I am not doing it. All right, so we have four voicemails. Okay. One, uh, two from yesterday and two from today. 
Okay, so we did. Uh, let me rephrase. I'm sorry. We have two voicemails and two MP3s. Okay, so I see one That's from not to confuse you. September yesterday. Yeah, James Cat or uh, Google Voice from uh, Black Scorpion. Black Scorpion. Yeah. Nice. We love Black Scorpion. BS the three, ladies and gentlemen. As soon as you're ready. There we go. Hey, nerds. It's Black Scorpion number three. How you doing? Uh, I was kind of uh, afraid to call about the question of the week last week. Cause, man, there's just such a flood of responses about when villains win. I didn't know if I could add anything to those answers. Um, in reality, uh, I, I also struggled because I didn't know that comics book writers and readers know when bad guys are winning and when they're not. It's like, uh, I mean, Punisher, serial killer, right? He wins all the time. Yeah. But the other thing was like incorruptible and irredeemable. And which one of those stories is the bad guy winning? Uh, uh, well, like irredeemable, the bad guy ends out losing. Incorruptible, they're in a world that the bad guy wins. And like uh, Squadron Supreme, one of my favorite comics, uh, the original from the 80s, like they won, they had their own utopia world and they ended up being bad dudes. Anyway, yeah. it was a tough question to answer. So I don't feel bad about bailing on it. But this week, what okay. about a non-Big 3 book that, that could make it to the big screen? You know what would be a lot of fun? Doc Stern, Mr. Monster. Now, you, you don't have to go all like uh, uh, um, Bruce Campbell on it or something like that. There are plenty of people who could pull off this this swagger, but you could have some kind of comedic horror element. Hell, even like Neil Patrick Harris would be just fine uh, doing a Doc Stern, Mr. Monster, but I'd love to see that on the big screen. All right. Be well, nerds. Talk to you soon. I've uh, never read Mr. Monster, but I Neil always Patrick Harris as Mr. Monster. That would kick ass. <laughs> I would love that. Isn't he like a big beefy dude? Yeah, he was, but who cares? Right. <laughs> like It was definitely tongue in cheek. Uh, Mr. Monster. 20, let's see, Mr. Monster, a 2010 young adult thriller novel, the sequel to I Am Not a Serial Killer. That's not it. No, Mr. Monster no. was. Hold on, Mr. Monster comic. Ad comic, yeah. There we go. Uh, John Cleaver. No. Where, what is it? So somebody wrote a book called Mr. Monster. MR Monster. Yeah. Just Google MR Monster comic. Yeah, his name is Doc Stern. There we go. Doc Stern, Mr. Monster. Yes. Created by Michael T. Gilbert. Yeah. Really good art, as I recall, back in the day. I only read a couple of them. I remember there was Eclipse put them out way back. No, it was Dark Horse. Oh, most recently published by Dark Horse. Yeah, the Dark Horse republished that shit. It was Eclipse first. This is old. Yes, uh, Eclipse. Based on an old... 1995. 19- yeah, based on an old 1940s character created by Fred Kelly, who appeared only twice in 1940s Canadian comic books, Triumph Comics, and Super Duper Comics. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> I would totally be into that. It was very tongue-in-cheek. It was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. There he is. Right there. Mm-hmm. Golden Age Mr. Monster. Yeah, man. Crazy. It's a whole thing. Mm. Okay. Next. Next. Who we got? We got an MP3 from James Kaplan. Or if you just want to get the through the voicemails, there's a voicemail from Jason Sachs. Uh, no, we'll go in order. We'll go in order. Let's do James Kaplan. He's a smart guy. I like James. Not like the rest of you dummies. Hey, Joe and Matt. James Kaplan here <laughs> with an answer for the question of the week. As far as a non-Big 2, non-image comic that I'd like to see, either as a TV show or a movie, I think Mind Management by Matt Kent would make a fantastic TV show or series of movies as long as it had like a big budget. It's got espionage. It's got people with weird abilities. It's got like people secretly, you know, using ads to manipulate people, ads, media, you know, fake news. Uh, It's just, it's an extraordinary comic. And my one caveat would be, I would want to make sure that there was some way to just capture the kind of surreal weirdness of it. Um, I think that if somebody could really do that in a show or a movie, I think that would be fantastic. All right. Take care, guys. I would love to see mind management, but this mm-hmm. was movies only. I'm sorry, James. He's got a movie. Listen, just take the answer for no, what it is. I like. I used to like James, and now I just got to throw him out. Unlike <laughs> myself, James is a lawyer. James is a lawyer. Yes. yes. Uh, there is. Uh, there was a show on Amazon uh, called Patriot. It was wonderful. Two seasons, absolutely wonderful. And then the same people that did that just did a show on. I want to say Epics, or yeah, I think it was Epics. And it was called Perpetual Grace Limited. 
also completely odd, wonderful, fantastic, really well filmed. I would love for them to take on something like mind management. If you have not seen those shows, definitely check them out. They are so goddamn good. <laughs> oh, great stuff. Okay, Jason Sachs. No, Jimmy Randall. That's Jimmy Randall. Uh, MP3. I didn't see him. Oh, there's Jimmy. Yeah. Okay. Let's do Jimmy. G'day, nerds. Whoa. It's uh, Jimmy. We're back in production. Uh, sending in an MP3 with my answer to <laughs> question of the week. So, um, I remember when I first signed up for Comixology a while back, and one of the first sort of freebies that I tried out was a little book from um, Third World Studios called The Stuff of Legend. Damn it, Jimmy, that's a good and answer. It was pretty cool. It was like a um, it was a story about a kid who gets kidnapped by the bogeyman and his uh, toys that have to venture into the bogeyman's bogey realm through the closet to rescue him. It was pretty cool, actually really dark and awesome, yeah. like really cool idea when the toys go into the other realm, they like they change. The teddy bear becomes a big, kick-ass, vicious bear. Yeah. Uh, the little tin soldier man becomes like an actual soldier. It's pretty cool. It was. It had like a Tim Burton vibe to it, if Tim yeah, Burton sort was of. good and awesome and violent. I don't know. So that's that's the answer. That's what I would like to see done as live action, but in a different way. Now, Joe, lock your ears, mate, because I don't want to frighten you, but I want to see the stuff of legend done in the same vein as... The Dark Crystal, uh, the new <laughs> yeah. show that's just come out yeah. on Netflix. I'm a yes. massive fan of the original film. Came out the year I was born. Um, but look, don't feel too bad for being frightened by it, Joe. It was actually I'm not really fucking disturbing the sh- in scared parts. the shit out of him. And no. funny and amazing, and I just loved it. So if you can, just what you need to do, Joe, mate, is pour yourself a glass of Harden the Fuck Up and sit down and watch the puppets. That's and right. You'll be fine, that's mate. That's right. But, so that's my answer. Uh, stuff of Legend, done. By Jim Henson. Fuck it. I want Jim Henson to do it. I want Jim Henson to come back from the grave and make me my own movie that I want to see. All right, guys. I better shut up and get out of here. Back to you. Bye. Jimmy. <laughs> See a like, doctor. Yeah, no doubt. Cut back of the chili dogs. My wife works for a GI doctor. I can help you. I can get you in if you need an Yeah, appointment. in Australia, they're the bogeyman. Here <laughs> yeah. we get the boogeyman. Yeah. The bogeyman down there. Uh, man, Stuff of Legend is such a good answer. It's a great It's like book. a serious Toy Story drama. Yeah, basically. Like, a, what like if... adventure drama. Yeah, what if, like, the Toy Story, like... What if Toy Story was, like, about a war being fought? Yeah. <laughs> ah, God, I love that book. Yeah. I love that book. It was a beautiful book. Yeah. Great where, answer. Where did the creators of that book go? Did they just vanish? They went on to do other things. Um, they went on to do other things. You heard it here, folks. Yeah. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Stuff of legend. All right, you look him up. I'll play Jason's uh, call. Hey, it's Jason Sachs. Seems like I haven't been able to call in any weeks while uh, we've been uh, over the last like 15 weeks or something. It's crazy. Um, but hey, here I am again. Uh, this makes excuses. I'm doing an interview with uh, Lynn Johnston, who did the uh, For Better or For Worse comic strip. She oh, sure wow. It's kind of cool for my uh, new podcast, for my, my newest episode of my podcast, anyway. I suddenly can't speak this morning. Any regardless, uh, so the comic, not by Marvel DC or Image, that I would love to see as a movie or actually as a uh, long-form TV series is American Flag, Howard Chaikin's uh, wonderful mm. comic book from the early 1980s. Um, so Flag is this kind of retro-futuristic vision of the world, bright neon with uh you know, flashes of color and a completely morally ambiguous lead character living in a completely morally ambiguous world, um, having fascinating adventures that build this large kind of cosmic, not cosmic, but this large kind of uh, expansive world that's full of a lot of secrets, a lot of mystery, and a lot of just plain excitement. There's plenty of sex, plenty of violence, plenty of language. Plenty of intriguing people, plenty of people aiming to do good, plus a talking cat. And <laughs> I think that would be like a great, I think, TV series. Can't you imagine watching 10 episodes of that on Amazon with Ruben Flagg kind of just sleeping his way through the retro-futuristic world of uh, the city he lives in the future? I just think that would be awesome, just a really fun thing. 
that's it. I uh, hope I can join you. No, I won't be able to join you next week either. Shit. Well, eventually I'll talk to you guys. See you later. Bye. <laughs> Bye, Jason. We'll still be friends, Jason. Yeah, it's true. It's hard to get through on the phone line. We only have the one. Jason is the host of Classic Comics Cavalcade podcast. Check it out. It's really good stuff. Uh, yes, it's very fun. Really good stuff. Um, American Flag. That's a great answer. I want the guy that played Sawyer from Lost to be to in the main role. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. He'd be perfect. He's tall. Right. He's good looking. Oh, American Flag was a great book. Uh, I never read it. Really? It's a, yeah, a blank spot for me. American Flag was a great book. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of fun. Uh, so just to touch base on the Stuff of Legend crew, Mike Raked, uh, who was one of the writers, he's done mostly indie stuff like IDW, G.I. Joe, uh, Army of Darkness. That's Dynamite. He's done some Marvel stuff. Oh, so okay. like they've they've been keeping busy, it looks like. Um, the artist was C.P. Wilson III. He was cool. That was beautiful. Um, Absolutely beautiful. Yes. I, I love that art very much. Uh, oh, Whoa. don't a, worry about that. But doink. We got a but doink. Uh, in other news, real quick, I just want to touch base with the Twitter war that was going on all week. We were talking about Night Thrasher and is his skateboard stupid or not? No. And I put up a poll. Apparently, only 20% of you think that the skateboard is stupid. I did not vote. And 80% of you think it is radical dude. Radical dude. <laughs> I hate Night Thrasher's skateboard. It's so dumb. Uh, C.P. Wilson went on to do, uh, uh, looks like he did, he contributed to some of those Mouse Guard anthologies. He did some turtle stuff. Um, he does a lot of ink work. So, yeah. Okay. Good for him. Yeah. Let's get to our answers. All right. Our answers. Question of the week. <laughs> Black Hammer. Black Hammer is a great one. Yep. Black Hammer is a really good one. Black Hammer. I want I want to see Black Hammer on a screen. I don't care what screen it is. I want somebody to give me an, a, an adaptation of Black Panther. Or not Black Panther. Black Hammer. Okay. Black Hammer is a good one. That's an excellent choice. Yeah. Cause, cause, like, even though all the all the heroes are homages, it'd be very easy for people to recognize. Yes. It's a, they're very recognizable this archetypes. That, this guy is that. This guy and, is that. And it's that. not even, they're not even like a one for one. Like, there's not a Superman analog. There's not no. a, they are, they are sort of mishmash kind of pastiches of, of, Ooh. I know. Nice. I don't even know if I use that word correctly. Pastiche. Yeah. Mm. But so there's like I a weird, a there's like a weird science character. There's like a, a strange alien character. There's a supernatural yeah. character. So yeah, it's very recognizable. Uh, it's a great mystery story. Uh, and yeah, I would be thrilled for a black hammer though. Honestly, bone, I think bone is probably the best answer. Bone I think that great. if they did a bone trilogy, it would be a smash. It would be a huge box office I success. think it would be one of those ones that's tough to sell at first because people would be like, what is this? I don't get it. But then when they went and saw it, they would be like, oh, my God. They made an <laughs> emoji movie, Matt. Yeah. Trust me. It also completely tanked, and it's and it's considered it one of the matter. worst movies it ever made. It got made. That's not the point. <laughs> some some Hollywood bigwig was like, yes, throw millions of You know this. why? Because Hollywood bigwigs know what an emoji is. They don't know what bone is. That's the only reason it got made. They're like, oh, yeah, well, the little fart and like the happy face. Do it. I love it. You know, <laughs> uh, studio executives are also very nervous, uh, nervous about Taika Waititi's anti-Nazi satire movie. I don't know why. Jojo Rabbit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Hollywood executives. Funny Hitler in it. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> but he's a buffoon. I agree. Yeah. Like it's so very plainly against everything the Nazis uh, stand right. for. And the Disney's like, I don't know, guys. Well, of course, everybody's afraid to hurt anybody's feelings anymore. Mm. Comedy's too dangerous. I don't even think it's that. Comedy is way idiot. too dangerous. Oh, stop it's it. It's so dangerous. Oh, gosh. Can't do it. My answer goes to. I, I had a tough time with this. I have two Matt Wagner answers. One was Grendel because I love Grendel. Oh, Grendel, yeah. And we haven't done anything with Grendel for a long time, but there is a new Grendel book coming. And uh, it's like Grendel, it's, it's called like Grendel's Odyssey. And it looks crazy. He's wearing like a space helmet and shit. I don't know what's going on with it. Mm. But I think I would have to do Mage. I would like to see Matt Wagner's oh, Mage. Mage. Mage is the story of Kevin Matchstick. They'd have to do a trilogy. Who finds out, like, he's just like a normal guy. His life is kind of weird. He can't figure out why. And there's all these things that kind of keep happening to him. And he discovers this baseball bat that, like, nobody else can pick up but him for some reason. And it turns out to be he is the reincarnation of King Arthur. 
and it's Excalibur, basically. And the baseball bat is Excalibur, and mm-hmm. Merlin is still around, and he has like there's all these other people that are like sleeper agents. They are like reincarnated figures, like a right. lot and a, yeah, yeah. And he goes out to find them because there's like the same evil magic that was plaguing, you know, King Arthur and Britannia or Britannia back in the day or whatever is back. And he needs his champions again. And like, oh, oh, I would love it. I'd absolutely love it. Dude <laughs> with a baseball bat fighting evil. <laughs> yeah. Mage is so great. Yeah. Uh, Harvey Locust says that the Emoji movie is surprisingly good. No, Harvey. Let's go to box office mojo. Mm, no. I think it's a, I think it's one of those movies that's at zero. One of the few movies that has is no box office mojo. You want Rotten Tomatoes? No, I want to know how much it made. Oh, okay. I'll check Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, Patrick uh, Patrick says I think a Battle Pope movie would go over really well. I love uh-huh. Battle Pope. Yeah. <laughs> uh, emoji movie. Oh, I was wrong. The Emoji movie seven percent. <laughs> Uh, the Emoji Movie, uh, on a budget of $50 million, made $217.7 million worldwide. Well, I don't want to live on this planet anymore. That's well, like, what were you expecting? Do you, I, do you really not think Jesus that a movie Christ. like that is going to make money? I suppose. I mean, like, 40% of the country was like, yeah, that hurricane was going to hit Alabama. So who knows? <laughs> <laughs> All right. We got to get out of here. This is ridiculous. Thank you, to everybody, that... Uh, called in and played today you can always call us at 402-819-4894 leave us a message at any time and that goes for maybe you want to do a segment on the regular show or like you want to ask a nerd harvey our boy harvey locust called in and did a fun ask a nerd quiz about blackest night celebrating blackest night's 10 year anniversary can you believe how old we are we old that's crazy so you can call us just don't think we cheated. We, we didn't recorded cheat. it live. We recorded it live. Yes, with no pre-knowledge of yeah, the questions. Yeah, Harv was there. You'll see. And we kicked ass. It was great. Uh, you can also send us an mp3 to at nerd at gmail.com. But Joe Patrick, before we get out of here, please introduce a new question of the week for these dorks. I will. Nerds, pardon me. I didn't mean to insult anybody. <laughs> this week's question was submitted by Black Scorpion, the three via the THN forums. Something amazing just happened in the world of wrestling. As a new wrestling champ, uh, pardon me, as a new wrestling company emerged, AEW. It's awesome. And crowned its first champion. It was great. Chris Jericho. Headlines were made when the new champ left the championship belt in a limo while eating at Longhorn Steakhouse that night. Now, the best part is he reported it as stolen. Because <laughs> <laughs> he was like, somebody stole it. Like, no, the limo driver drove away, Chris. <laughs> this is what happened. Jericho is a veteran wrestler and literally losing the belt of an emerging wrestling company is a big deal. So my question, biggest blunders. What's the biggest or your favorite blunder made by a character that should have known better okay this is a good question that is a good one yes like I iron man answer. giving spider-man a satellite with yeah a killer drone yeah <laughs> an army of killer drones yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right biggest character blunders i totally dig it we'll do that next week on the show thank you again to everybody who tuned in but for now this is the two-headed nerd signing off